Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Side by Side Dirt. It's your host, that's me, it's Sheldon. Well, I'd like to first of all say thanks to everybody that is supporting and listening to this podcast. Everybody that's hashtagging Side by Side Dirt, all the comments. That's the reason why I'm bringing it to you guys, because I want to make you Side by Side enthusiasts. Well, let's start a little recap of episode 3. First of all, I called it Old Canada, and the reason why I called it Old Canada was because I wanted to let everybody know that there is Canadians out there racing in Best in the Desert, that are racing down in the United States, that are breaking records, that are hawking it big. That's the reason why, because I wanted to give them a shout out and to let people know and for people to recognize that Canada is throwing it down too. Well, let's start off with episode four. Episode four is going to be quite a bit of things this week, I guess you want to call it. First of all, we're going to talk about some of the events that are coming up here in October. But the biggest thing is we're going to be talking about is sponsorship. That's right, sponsorship. Well, let's first of all, let's get this episode started off with some of the race events that are coming up here soon. I know that there's the race, uh, works race in Miscute MX. I think that's October 5th. Um, Best in the Desert in Laughlin, Nevada, October 11th. And the big whammer, Camp Razor. Who's excited for Camp Razor? I know I am. I always look forward to Camp Razor. And I think the reason why I look to it is because I want to see all the new cool builds. After the sand show, you know, all those builds all get done and blah, blah, blah. But then Camp Razor. Somebody has to step it up and go to Camp Razor because they might have missed the other shows. But I enjoy Camp Razor. I think it's a great thing for a manufacturer like Polaris to be showing support. I heard the other day that they like do everything and help you out there at Camp Razor. Like they help you with belts. They help you with things that you break. Like it's an amazing thing. And I think uh, players needs to give themselves a pat on the back. Especially, you know, that they bought the Glamour store supporting that. Keeping an heirloom like that going. Give yourself a pat on the back there, players. But they've been having some problems lately. We all know that. They've been having quite a few recalls. Um, especially on the big thing is the razors catching fire and people getting hurt. I know for a fact that I haven't lost my faith in Polaris and I especially haven't lost my faith in a razor. Um, I know I have friends that tell me all the time, they're like, hey man, they're like, I don't know if I can buy another Polaris. Another Polaris. And I said, why can't you buy another Polaris? Especially a razor. And they're like, I'm scared about my family getting hurt and all this. And I'm like, well... I understand what you're talking about. I know when I heard about the fires and stuff like that, I went and got my updates done right away. Um, I know I wanted to keep my family safe and everybody. But one thing I did do was I eliminated the plastic box and I put in a loom box and panels and stuff like that. Basically a bed delete kit. Um, which by the way, I, I love the look of it. looks absolutely killer. Um, you know, Polaris doesn't recommend you to be running gas jugs, which I don't highly recommend. Um, I do. 
I actually run Rota packs. I love them. I think they're a great system. Um, I also run a fire extinguisher. I've been running a fire extinguisher for years. Um, the reason why I run them is because of that, because you never know when a fire could start. Um, I'm not saying a fire extinguisher necessarily will put the fire out, um, but it might help you at least. And I also think running a fire extinguisher is, is a good safety point too, because you could be hundreds of miles away from camp or hundred miles away from anything natural and anything of sort and a fire breaks out even your friend's machine can start on fire you know you're there to help I'm not saying that these little bottles will do much but they'll at least maybe help um, from spreading um, when a fire happens what do you do hope for the best and squeeze the trigger I guess and hopefully it puts it out um, but I know for a fact I still haven't lost faith in in players and especially the razor um, I know a friend of mine the other day he was talking to me um, about should he buy a Can-Am X3 four-seater and I said why not well he's been a razor fan for years and built razors and all that stuff and uh, and I was kind of like well man it's it's one of those things try something different you might love it you might hate it you might become a Can-Am fanatic you might become a Can-Am enthusiast. You don't know until you try. And that's why I'm saying to you, as a side-by-side -side enthusiast, every model has their all different perks and they're all different this. And like I said, I've always been a Players fan and I'm not necessarily saying that I won't make a switch someday. I might buy a Can-Am X3 and I might buy a Textron X. <sighs> Or maybe I might buy a Honda 1000 Pioneer. I don't know. Um, but that's what makes us grow the industry is trying different models. So don't <clears throat> don't think that you have to be 100% brand logo. Uh, sorry, but I always have a problem with this. Brand loyal to people or their companies or, or their parts or whatever. Try different things. And that's what I'm saying to you is... Don't be brand loyal. Sometimes just get out there and test drive that Can MX3 or that Textron or that Honda, <coughs> excuse me, or anything else. Just get out there and, and try it. So let's get to the big, big topic. Let's talk about sponsorship. Ooh, sponsorship is a scary for a lot of people. A lot of people don't think that they got the goomph to do it or they don't got the, the talk to do it or they don't got the write-up to do it. And let's face it, it is a scary topic. It absolutely is a scary topic. But it's something that needs to be addressed. I have been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been looking for, I've been looking for sponsorship for years. I've got it. I've signed the big dotted lines. Um, and let me tell you something. It's scary for the first time, but it gets easier as it goes. <clears throat> so if you're sitting on the couch and you're going, you know what? I like you're watching that whatever on YouTube. You're watching a racing video. And you're like, man, I'd like to do that. And you're sitting on the couch. You're like, hmm, get out there and do it. You don't know until you try. But the biggest keys, the biggest key about looking for sponsorship, I feel, is how are you going to sell it to your sponsor? Why would they invest their product or their model into you. And that's where it becomes where you got 
to go outside the box and change things and be different and set yourself apart. Just because you're sitting on the couch doesn't mean that you can't be the next famous racer or you can't be the next spokesperson for a manufacturer or other parts or whatever. It doesn't mean. So don't be scared about sponsorship. Um, One thing that I'd have to say about sponsorship is get a wrap. Put their name on there. Make their logos big. You know, let them know that you are willing to take whatever it takes to move their product or sell their product or hashtag them, put at blah, blah, blah parts. You know, just because you're a privateer, you're just coming into the racing world doesn't mean that you, you, you can't do it. I know I see a lot of racers out there that have got parts and free stuff and sometimes I laugh at it because they get these parts or this product from people and they do it hashtag a few times and do a few posts and that's it. Then they go back next year saying, hey man, will you help us out? Why would I help you out? What did you do for me? And you look at, you're like a deer in headlights. What do you mean I didn't do anything for you? Well, you gave us a couple posts and a couple shout outs. Like really honestly, why, why would we give you sponsorship money? Why wouldn't we just do giveaways? Well, when you get a giveaway, that doesn't help you as a privateer, does it? No, it doesn't. And let's face it, it's all boiled down to a lot of things when it comes to sponsorship. It depends on how you look in your race suit. It depends on what famous name you have behind you. you. And that's not right. Manufacturers should start going outside the box and, and thinking of different ways. I know a prime example is, hey, you've had a Razor 800 or you've had an XP 900 or you've had an XP 1000. Now you're going into a Turbo S. Why wouldn't Polaris as a manufacturer say, you know, you've been brand loyal to us. I think off your Turbo S, we're going to give you 10, 15% off. Why would you, why would they not do that? Because it's people like you and me that are buying those models every year, trying to get the best of the best. Why doesn't Can-Am do it? Why doesn't Textron do it? help racers help people do what they do help side-by-side enthusiasts because without side-by-side enthusiasts the sport will never grow same with sponsorships i know that you're like i know that fact i've helped out people in the past with sponsorship and i can tell you right now i've had everything in my in my book thrown at me and uh, I've always listened to their story I've always what makes you a side-by-side enthusiast why should I help you out with parts and my biggest thing is that I tell them is is rap become different look different stand out from the rest different colors different designs Stand out from the rest. So when you're out there and you're hawking a huge, everybody can know that that's your side-by-side because of the color or the way it looks. What's so wrong about saying, hey, I want your logo on the side of my side-by-side. I'm, I'm going to make it a few inches bigger than most. Or, hey, man, I, I'm going to put your name on the top of the roof of my side-by-side. Or 
I'm going to put you in three or four or five different spots. I'm going to put you on my race suit. I'm going to put you on my helmet. I'm going to put your logo on my, on my dash. When my webcam, I'm sorry, not your webcam. When my GoPro is off my head and you can see your logo is up. That's what I'm saying. That's what sets you off from the rest because you're trying different things. You're doing different things. And some sponsors get attracted to that. And like I said, just because you're sitting on the couch doesn't mean they're not looking for a new talent. They're not looking for something new. You got to sell yourself because in the end, it's you that's going for money. Not them. They don't need you. They have other people that'll fill your spot. But it's you that wants to fill their spot. And that's what I'm saying. 2019 is coming up. So all these companies are getting all their their funds together and their and their budgets together for 2019. Like I said, 2019, you got you got um, UTV World Championship, that's a good thing coming out. You got the new work series coming out. Like you got the best in the desert. You got all these little, I think, pier 150s. You got all these little things. And that's what I'm saying to you. Get out there and hit your local track. Hit your local events. Try it out. It doesn't cost much to get into racing. You need a race suit. Well, not necessarily. You can use coveralls. You can use the helmet that you put on your head anyways. You might need full doors and you might need window nets. You might need a roof and a fire extinguisher everybody should have anyway. So you should have all those. Try your event. Pay your fees. Make the sport grow. Get out there and show people what you're about. And that's what I said to you for sponsorship. Number one key is set yourself out from the rest. If you believe in their product and you believe in their model, and you believe in what they're doing, then you need to show them that you will be their number one fan. You will tell your friends about what makes you run their parts, what makes you run their model. It's 100% on you. And like I said to you, if they say no, so what if they say no? Try somebody else. Try them in a few months. You might have got them at the wrong time or the wrong part of the day. Whatever. Don't. Actually, I should say never give up. And that's the thing about it is never give up. And like I said, I have friends that race in a lot of different aspects of the side-by-side world. And I've watched these guys grow. And I've watched their sponsors grow. And... I can tell you right now, it's not going to be easy. But eventually you will get there. You might not get there the first year. You might not get there the second year. You might not get there the third year. But don't give up. Because that's what makes you a side-by-side enthusiast. Is that you don't give up. You love the side-by-side, I guess, is what you want to call it. And like I said... Not everybody is born a racer. But you don't know until you try. So, remember the keys. Be different. Show them what you're going to do. 
and make sure that when you're doing content for your Instagram, for your Facebook, for your Twitter, or whatever avenue it takes, make sure you have clean content. And that's the number one key is I feel is clean content because I don't feel that you have to post three times a day, seven days a week. I think we get jammed with so much of that social media stuff down our throat that I think eventually becomes annoying and it eventually becomes gaudy. And I feel posting once a day, but posting clean content is the number one avenue. And you got to remember when you're building a race profile, you're building it on Instagram, you're building it on Facebook. And that's what I'm saying. You're, the cell phones nowadays are basically taking cameras and video cameras out of date. Everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got a, everybody's got a, a camera on their cell phone. You can make videos. You can take pictures of you. Even a 15-second clip of you hucking it big or you showing their products or you installing their products. All that stuff helps. And that's the thing about it is you're building yourself. I call it a virtual, what I call a a virtual um, racers resume. You are. And the paper thing comes with it too. Don't forget to write them and tell them what you're going to do, what the events you're going to do, what parts you're, why you want to run their parts. Why do you want to use their model? Why do you, what makes you a side-by-side enthusiast? What can make you become better than the rest? What sets you out from the rest? Sponsorship is like a business, um, what do you call that? Um, Like a a grant um, or a, a business loan or along that lines is what I call it. You you, you gotta sell the people that you're approaching for money. And the number one thing also, I know I keep saying the number one thing, but should be like the number five or six, is you gotta remember, if somebody was coming to you looking for money or parts and sponsorship, what would you want from them? What would you want to see? And that's what you got to think about is what do they want to see? And I'm a big fan of raps because the reason why I'm a big fan of the raps is because they set you out from the rest. I know that there's people out there that put your stickers and on the side and all that stuff. I think that's great, but I don't think that sets you out from the rest. And like I said, make their logos bigger. Place their logos in certain spots where you know that picture's gonna be taken, where that camera's gonna see, where it doesn't get dirty. That's what I say to you. Sponsorship is a very big thing and it's 100% the backing behind every race team is sponsorship. But we all gotta remember They all started somewhere and you're going to have to start somewhere. It's just like when you go to your job, 
You don't start your new job building motors right off the back. No, you start off the, off the start by pushing a broom, cleaning up that oil mess, dusting things, even washing the toilet. You start at the bottom of the barrel. But so many people expect nowadays to start on the top and then it just gets bigger. Well, when you're on top, it's hard to stay on top. But when you're on the bottom, you can at least get up every day and know that you're gonna vaginally, you're gonna eventually get more and more steps as you go. And if you think that you're gonna start off the top and you're gonna be the number one racer and you're gonna look good in that suit and you're gonna be this and that, good for you. But that's not the average person. And I'm not saying that there isn't people out there that are completely born all-stars and driving to them is just natural. Hugging it big is natural. But that's like maybe 5% of the human population that's like that. But practice makes perfect. So don't be scared of racing, you guys. Don't be scared to hit these events. And don't be scared to be different. And make yourself stand out. So on that note, I'm going to say this to you. What makes you a racer and what makes you a side-by-side enthusiast? This is Sheldon from Side-by-Side Dirt. I'm signing out. See you next week.